Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Surviving Empathy. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bride Comedy, and today I have my beautiful wife, Rebecca, and you can reach her at Spooky Nerdy Gal. And today, you guys, we're going to talk all about the paranormal. From ghosts to cryptids to uh, the lore of uh, mythic figures and beasts and creatures of every kind. And uh, yeah, this is just one big old show about the paranormal because we want to kind of separate fact from fiction. And that's what this show is all about. It's not about, you know, necessarily believing in everything hook, line, and sinker, but trying to separate fact from fiction. Uh, We are always trying at this show to not only empower people and, and, you know, seek equality for all people of every stature and every walk of life, but also we're trying to, uh, you know, seek uh, truth when it comes to the paranormal and politics and our socioeconomics. It's about all of that stuff. It's just about getting down to the bottom of things in a real way. And so that's what this show is all about today. We're going to be talking about ghosts. We're going to be talking about cryptids. We're going to be talking about Bigfoot and on and on and on. And uh, so... Yeah, button up, uh, grab yourself a beverage, grab yourself a drink, uh, get comfortable, and uh, let's begin. Well, hello, folks. Welcome to another episode of Surviving Empathy. I am your host, Brian Russell, and today I have, again, my beautiful wife and host, co-host, Rebecca Russell. Please say hi to the folks. I'm back. (laughs) So, you guys, um, today's episode is going to be... Uh, just a just a big old beautiful lovely uh, long talk about the paranormal. I want to kind of go into uh, ghosts and what we believe that is. I want to go into cryptids. I want to go into myth and beasts and legends and all that kind of good stuff. And um and and uh, but at, at the top of the show, I wanted to address something really quick. Um, so there's a thing I just posted on uh, my Instagram, and it reads as follows. Uh, it it says, "Strong minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. Weak minds discuss people." And so I felt personally attacked <laughs> because well, no, and I do believe that as a rule that yes, that is absolutely yeah. the case. And so I wanted to clarify. Uh, the reason why sometimes I will talk about people is because we all as human beings, especially when you're an introvert, especially when you're a sensitive, and especially when you have a, a bout of depression and anxiety, you feel very personally attacked when people decide one day they're going to just target you. And it feels yeah. like, and I call that a psychic attack. And the reason why I call it that is because their energy they're they're deciding to take their energy and psychically attack your energy and that's you know a lot of times we look at it just two people talking or fighting but what it really is is it's a psychic attack it's an energetic drainage of your energy and life force yeah definitely you know what i mean yeah and so i wanted to clarify that we don't talk about people on this show uh because we're petty or because we're small or because we have some Uh, agenda to hurt any particular individual that would be a bad thing you know um what it boils down to you guys is about talking about people so that we can uh discuss the greater uh you know we can discuss the 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 greater ideas behind a conversation so we're not we're not trying to smear people we're not trying to spread rumors we're not trying to bash people that 
would be wrong. You know, this show is all about being mature. It's all about being uh, good, kind-hearted and good-natured and uh, just a world where we can have a world where we can talk about people and things in a very open and frank and earnest way. Where every, time, every time I say frank and earnest, I think of that cartoon, Frank and Earnest. <laughs> <laughs> but I want this to feel like we can discuss things as friends. You know, this is not about talking shit behind people's back. Yes, occasionally we might mention... Uh, certain people and things um, just to get a, a point across. And so when I was talking about um, my friend the other day, um, you know, I let it go immediately. You know, it, it's simply to illustrate a point that sometimes people, when they get in certain moods, uh, they, they go on this, you know, they, they, they sometimes don't always understand how to stay in their lane. And I use the term stay in your own lane. What all that means is, you know, keep your nose down, do your thing and don't judge others for doing their thing. And if you don't understand their thing, either try to understand their thing or ignore it, you know, just walk away. Yeah. So anyway, so I just wanted to clear that up at the top of the show. But uh, today's episode, you guys, you know, the truth of the matter is that we're, we're smack dab, into the beginning of the Christmas season and Rebecca and I, you know, we're, you know, we're doing okay. You know, we're having an okay time. Um, it's just that, you know, the weather sucks and, um, the news is always, you know, taxing. It just never seems to ever go away. It just feels like the world is becoming this giant juggernaut behemoth of, you know, go nowheresville. You know, it, it, like it feels like, the pandemic did a lot of things, I think, to help this country in terms of understanding where cor- where we stood with corporate America and jobs. The jobs are, you know, like yeah. finally we're seeing jobs like at McDonald's advertise for jobs at starting at $21 an hour. And, you know, and there's like this meme that says, see you guys, they always had the money. They always could pay us a living wage. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and so mm-hmm. in, in that regard, I mean... I think the pandemic has been a good thing, but yes, there's been lots of deaths. There's been lots of political division and that's unfortunate, you know, because this thing, this thing never should have been politicized, but that's what happens now um, where people are just not as um, we have so much information to sift through in this world that oftentimes if you're a Republican or if you're a Democrat, um, it, it becomes so commonplace just to sort of, uh, you know, just end up in there in a certain camp of thought. And those camps come with all these preconceived notions about life and reality. And unfortunately, we can't seem to agree on the facts and the truth anymore. And so that's why sometimes I'll talk about politics, because I don't want to uh, turn people off who are non-political <clears throat> and I don't want to, uh, I don't want to pile on to the, you know, the, yes, I happen to be a little bit more left of center than, uh, say, my conservative friends, but I'm not one of those people who wants to continually have that divisive talk. You know, it's not, that's not where it's at, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's so. just trying to be, just be. And yeah. let everyone else be and try to get along. Well, yeah, like I said, I don't wake up and think I'm a liberal and I'm going to go live a liberal life. You know, I, you know, like there's, there's just, there's too many people nowadays getting all of their attitudes from their chosen political camp. 
and there doesn't seem to be a lot of crossover. There doesn't seem to be a lot of uh, room for anything else. And so while I might have what you call uh, progressive sensibilities, um, you know, it's like sometimes when I talk on the show here and I say how I want to, you know, go kick grass or how I'm going to ground and pound some dude, I always feel bad because as an empath, I know that turns off my audience. And I, I, I want to apologize to you guys because that's not who I am and that's not what this show is about. But the reason why I do it is because I want you guys to see that in real life, things hurt our feelings. In real life, we, we say these things in the privacy of our own homes uh, and, and that it's healthy to have an emotional response and then to get those things off your chest, but then to turn the corner, to, to eventually arrive at a place of peace and love and maturity and balance. And that's where it's all about. So even though it might not seem like I'm being the most mature person, you have to understand sometimes it takes a little bit of you know, talking to arrive at a place where you feel better afterwards. You feel like you've, you, you've said your piece. You've, you've made your amends. You've talked your shit. And then you arrive yeah. at a place where you feel better afterward because you got it yeah. off your chest. It, you know, you have to get it out, just get it out and then move on. Exactly. Um, and you can say things and <clears throat> don't take it literally. It's just venting yeah. frustration. Well, and- and I think the reason why I reel so much from that is because I've set up such a high standard of behavior for myself on this show because it's all about being kind and it's all about preserving dignity and it's all about, um, <clears throat> you know, being peaceful and balanced um, because our world is going bonkers. And so we have to be the adults and so and we have to be the carers. And so I, sometimes I feel bad anytime I say something that's out of line. What you have to understand is that that's not where that's not those aren't my values. That is just a gut knee jerk reaction to a situation that hurts me. And then when you say these things, you don't mean it in the moment. It's, it means nothing. It's just, uh, you know, getting things off your chest, trying to, you know, just just simply feel better. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's so, okay. yeah. yeah. So I don't want you guys thinking that, you know, we're immature or that we promote uh you know uh, you know beating people's ass no fuck no god <laughs> no way you know but sometimes in the moment you'll say things and you're like ah man i shouldn't have said that but you know um so anyways yeah i just wanted today you know because i you know christmas time is that love hate thing you know the weather's cold and funky it's up here in the pacific northwest it's always gray and it hasn't been really raining that much and it just like god ah, what happened to the rain i miss the rain down in Africa. <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> um, but, and, and, and then, uh, you know, you see, you know, you turn on the TV every day or you go onto YouTube and all the headlines, you know, it's just everybody's becoming God. I don't know. It's just, you know, the thing about this pandemic that really, really gets me is <clears throat> how, yes, it has exposed some of the hypocrisies and lies of corporate America trying to pretend like they can't, oh, we can't do that. We can't give a living wage. That would, that would bankrupt us. Sure. McDonald's. Right. Um, but at the same time, it really does make me as a person feel very trapped. I feel like there's really nowhere, you know, like before the pandemic, it felt like the sky was the limit. There was a lot of, um, just normal, life going on around and that it felt like a promise of 
better things to come. It felt like there was a lot of good, positive things going on. And, and now that we're having supply chain issues and we're having shortages and, you know, cost of living adjustments and all that, it just starts to feel like, man, just where's the magic, you know? Yes, it does. <laughs> and so that makes you feel stuck. Yeah. And so the whole point of this show, the whole point of, of, of promoting positivity and kindness is that human beings, um, we all require a, a feeling of freedom. Our soul, our spirit demands that we can say what we want, do what we want, and, and actually feel like we can make some kind of headway in this world. And so maybe I'm just fooling myself. Maybe I'm not good at this. Maybe I just suck at life, but I feel like I have a right uh, to allow my spirit to soar. And and this show is a living, breathing organism for me. It's a living, breathing, breathing um, tool that I'm using to to allow my soul to go free. And so I don't want to be restrained by, you know, people getting the wrong idea. I don't want to be restrained by social conformity. We talk about things in a real way because I think it's important because I just think everything's become so politically correct. Everything's become so politicized. And, you know, I don't, there's a lot of people out there that just, I don't think have, um, the, all the knowledge of just what exactly is going on out there. And so when you say something, they don't have, they don't understand the context in which you're saying it. And so it might sound worse than it actually is. Yeah. Because a lot of what we're talking about is we're trying to fight against systemic inequality, fight against uh, tyranny and oppression and any regressive mentality that is simply not going to allow human beings to, uh, live at their highest potential you know what i'm saying so yeah. it's not about liberal versus conservative god i don't care about that what i care about is that human beings start acknowledging objective reality and from that try to derive a sense of peace and comfort and happiness and joy and living a healthy robust life uh, with what we're given you know because you know sometimes i i look at celebrities and celebrity culture and it's like they were given a pass, a free pass to, to do anything, be anything, and make as much money as they want. And the rest of us know, you know, it's like for them, the sky is the limit. For us, the limit is the sky. And I just don't find that right. No. You it's know? It's frustrating. And it's, yeah. It, it makes you feel it, like you can't get anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it makes That's you feel like you're, oh, you're not beautiful enough. You're not intelligent enough. You haven't been uh, pre-selected by the... Uh, success gods, you know, and, and that we've all just sort of been become okay with injustice and inequality, and we're kind of okay with certain people making millions of dollars while the rest live in tents on the side of the freeway, you know? Mm-hmm. So, anyways, getting that off my chest, um, I wanted to talk today, really, I wanted to keep it light, so I, I, I just want to get that out of the way, um, and I'm going to try to keep this under an hour, but today, today I really just wanted to kind of... Um, Get into the paranormal because we haven't really been doing a lot of shows. Um, this time of year, it's very important to do shows about mental health. And that's kind of what I've been concentrating on. But now that we're um, kind of getting into the Christmas fever, if you will, trying to stay light, trying to, you know, ignore all those 
feelings that we get this time of year of anxiety and depression, I wanted to talk about ghosts. I want to talk about uh, myths and legends and where do they all come from? Um, you know, because I think a lot of people think, oh, you run a paranormal podcast, so you must just be uh, drinking the Kool-Aid. You believe in everything. And so where do you land, babe? on like uh the difference between like cryptids and real biological zoological animals what do you think cryptids are and what's the difference between cryptids and real animals if anything i think some of them there's not i think probably in the case of like bigfoot Mm -hmm. i think it's probably a real biological creature yeah um some things i think are just legends and people see things and mistake things mistake what they're seeing yeah or something else what do you believe what do you think because we've been watching a lot of that uh that show where we have discovery plus which is basically the true crime ghosts cryptid alien everything channel <laughs> and it's got you know discovery it's got travel channel it's got the cooking channel everything we love it's basically there it's awesome yeah for four bucks a month shoot you know <laughs> so um but we've been watching that show uh the paranormal caught on camera and there's a lot of podcasters and public figures who are kind of weighing in on their paranormal conclusions on certain videos uh, what do you think about um there because there's a lot of cryptid talk and the one thing that i heard that really struck you know a nerve with me was um that if enough people believe in something it can manifest and become real what do you think about that it seems a little far-fetched to me me too i yeah yeah, i think it's probably not true like yeah because like if that was the case siren head would be a real thing yeah you know Mm -hmm. um they think that uh, that if you create a like an online um, mythic figure like uh, what's his name uh, Slenderman Slenderman mm-hmm. yeah if like Slenderman maybe wasn't real but it became real because collective belief got so strong that it became real yeah you know but I also don't want to completely discount anything because yeah no we don't know everything so well that's what we that's why I talk about uh, you know this show being about trying to understand the relationship of physical beings and energy and how that energy is intention and maybe if enough people believe something it becomes real i mean that's the whole point of uh you know nightmare on elm street new nightmare Mm -hmm. is that you know is that uh enough people believed in freddy krueger that it became a real demon and and that's that was a really cool concept because it's very meta for the time Mm -hmm. um but yeah, but yeah, just some things seem really far-fetched to me. Um, what is your belief of uh, cryptids in general? Which ones do you believe in and which ones do you think are maybe a little far-fetched? Oh, there's so many of them. Um, I, Mothman, I all, I would like to believe all of them. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but I try to be skeptical. Well, um, yeah, we try to be skeptical. But right, right. I think, like, I think <clears throat> Mothman is a, a possibility that there's something People yeah. are seeing something. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Um, right. Bigfoot, yeah. Mm-hmm. Loch Ness Monster, eh, probably not. But although, although there, there could, could be a sea serpent out there. Sea serpent there. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then uh, there's so many that I didn't even know about. Right, right. So, interestingly enough, I'm learning about some new cryptids by doing a cross-stitch stitch-along 
Which is long. So I'm gonna do a little shout out to the witchy stitcher because she's the one that's running this this cross stitch stitch along, and she does amazing cross stitch patterns. She does lots of spooky, creepy shit. Yeah. But um, so yeah, I'm I'm learning about some cryptids that I've never even heard about. Right. Just from doing that, so it's kind of interesting. But there's like this thing called the Hopkins Goblin. There's an Enfield Horror. Mm -hmm. There's one called the um, I believe it's called the Ahool. A H O O L, just stuff that I'd never heard of. So it's just kind of more of those, yeah. more rabbit holes to fall down. So yeah. it's kind of it's it's fascinating. Well, and and the reason why on the show I don't do specific entire shows on a lot of these creatures is because there's not a whole lot to say. And so, like when we started doing research on the Mothman, we started actually seeing relevant recent anecdotal evidence of the Mothman, which you know, because if if the last cited, uh, reported sighting was in 2002, then I probably wouldn't do a show on it. But since, I mean, there was literally recent sightings as recent as this last summer mm-hmm. in Wisconsin. And yeah. so that was like, oh, okay. In that case, I decided to do a show about it. And once we started going down that research rabbit hole, we started to see that there's actual credible, tangible eyewitnesses to it. And so, yeah, that's the thing about this show, you guys, is that we... We love exploring cryptids, but, you know, I'm not going to do a show on it if I don't think there's enough credible eyewitnesses or something like that, because Mm -hmm. even though it's fun, that's why I want to do this show, because we could talk about those things um, without it being an entire show, because there's really not much to say about it other than, yeah, it's a thing, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, uh, Real quickly, I just wanted to announce... That uh, last episode, uh, if you guys noticed, uh, my voice was normal and Rebecca's was very quiet. Uh, somehow... That's uh, the usual anyway. Yeah, but. <laughs> well, she has a quiet voice normally anyways, but something happened with my audio. I think my um, I think I might have accidentally clicked a button on the back of my microphone and it, it clicked back over to cardioid from a bi-directional. And so I think it was picking you up, but it was having to go around the microphone. And so I'm, I apologize, you guys, for the uh, audio problems in the last show. But what I will say is that I got my new computer and everything's sounding really great. So um, uh, I bought an Acer. I've, I, I've wiped my hands of Dell and I, well, I will speak. Not completely until they give us our money back. Well, yeah, we're waiting for, uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they received the old machine and, uh, yeah, we're just waiting for uh, them to send, uh, they said 10 to 15 days, which I don't know why it would take so long. That's Dell for you. But uh, but uh, thankfully, I'm going to get my money back on that, and I got a new machine, and it's working really good. So I've been very happy with this Acer Aspire. But uh, so free advertising for the Acer Aspire. It's a really good machine, you guys. But uh, anyways, getting back. Um, yeah, so, you know, because like this show... You know, because, like, they were talking about witches. There were several uh, sightings of witches that one in Mexico. Um, and, and, you know, of course, we go back to the Blair Witch and all that. So I wanted to ask you, uh, just point blank, what what the heck is going on with these things? <laughs> you know? I have no freaking clue. Yeah. But those, those videos of those, what they're calling witches, are freaking fascinating because it's... They're really similar looking. They're places that are not even connected to each other. Um, mm-hmm. 
and they're just so so strange looking. So I don't know. I mean, people are obviously seeing things. <laughs> well, yeah, set it up. What what are we seeing? What are these videos? Well, so one was one was in Mexico. Um, one was in another part of South America. Um, and they literally look like Argentina, someone, maybe. I, think? I can't remember. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it almost looks. I mean, you can't see an actual broom, but it looks like a figure it, sitting on something. It looks like a silhouette of a witch through flying the through the air on a broomstick. Yeah, yeah. it almost looks like because it doesn't look like a broomstick. I want to say it's like uh, in Hocus Pocus, the one that <laughs> rides around on a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. but yeah, it looks like a hunched over figure. With flying a hat. through the air, yeah, yeah, and it's just yeah. I and, don't and know, you, and you only see kind of the silhouette, and so yeah, and the silhouettes were so similar. Oh yeah, I know. So it's not like one town over a day yeah. later or a couple hours later. It was if it was a balloon or something. Yeah. I think you would know yeah. that mm-hmm. because yeah, the fact that you have, and that's where we try to you know break down evidence based on um, how likely something is real based on uh, the evidence that we're given. So if we have two encounters of something um, that are in the same time frame, in the same location. Um, yeah, that could be real, but it could also prove that there was another anomaly like weather balloons or some other. I, and not, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, yes, it's a weather balloon. That's always the, the <laughs> lame ass. Ex- yeah, exactly. But, but I do believe that it does lend more credibility when you see something happen again that looks exactly the same. Uh, at a different in a different year in a different place entirely, mm-hmm. uh, you know, eight hundred thousand miles away, it gives, it does seem to lend yeah. more credibility. Yeah, and I don't know. I'm kind of fascinated by that one because it's it's so weird looking, and it's something. It's a high altitude. It's going mm-hmm. really quickly. Mm-hmm. It looks like a person, and yeah, I don't know. Well, and and it you know a lot of times you can kind of go well. Yeah, that looks like a jetpack, or oh, that looks like balloons. You know, you can always mm-hmm. tell. When something's not quite right, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, but in those yeah. cases, yeah. Um, and that lady, uh, the, the first video, uh, I think it was, I want to say Argentina, um, but it was a very mountainous area and she was just like talking out, you know, how. And she's was, was like a UFO researcher. So she's mm-hmm. somebody that has an interest in things and she's not, she doesn't just fall for anything because right. she actually does research and she which means that she has a skeptical and, mind and mm-hmm. she kind of can understand the difference between things that she's seeing yeah. yeah that one i just remember it was monterey mexico yes and yes. then the one we saw the second one was like argentina i, I think it's argentina i want to yeah. say buenos aires yeah. or something um, i don't yeah. know but i don't know yeah it's, it's fun and then <laughs> like yeah and then there's like a lot of videos that we'll see of uh creatures in barns or sheds and while some of them are very compelling uh, sometimes it just feels like oh that's their friend you know you can, mm-hmm. it's like yeah sure buddy yeah. you know yeah so what do you i don't know because you know on the one hand like a lot of the like uh the there's a video in great britain of that werewolf looking creature uh jumping the highway Mm -hmm. and that was very compelling to me that one stuck out to me because a lot of these can be faked you know when you hear pig squeals or like it's supposed to sound like a i think it's you know it it sounds like a skinwalker or it sounds like a a rake rake or something Mm -hmm. right um some of those can be passed off as possibly teenagers or young adults making those sounds because i knew friends and i could make those sounds when i was a kid Mm -hmm. because 
there's yeah. you know i i know how that can be done yeah. and so um but there are some that sound completely inhuman you're like oh okay that's a mm-hmm. little bit more compelling um but there's so many of these videos and i think the ones that just obviously are fake to me are the ones where it's like oh we're just here camping <laughs> Cha-la-la. What's that? What's that sound? And then they walk over and they see a rake. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. sure. You know. Right. Yeah. Just exactly. a little too convenient, you know? Or the ones where they're like, oh, I'm hearing something over there, but then they don't go look or they don't bring the camera in the corner. Mm-hmm. So, oh, there's something hidden around that wall, but I'm not going to go actually look at it or right. I'm not going to see. Or the videos where you would, by this point, you would be scared shitless and they, yeah. like, there's some that they run away too quickly and you're like, you can mm-hmm. tell that it has kind of a Blair Witch vibe. It's yeah. trying to, it feels like filmmaking. It doesn't feel natural. And those ones I can kind of just pick up on that they don't feel quite natural. Um, but then there's some that linger too long. And then there's some that don't linger long enough. Right. And so there's like that kind of, you're trying to figure out what's the proper amount right. of time that you would be videotaping until you would get scared and run away, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. The, yeah. Like the ones we saw last night well and it was a quite a few that were in eastern european countries and they mm-hmm. were in sheds there's like three mm-hmm. of them and making and, these weird noises and yeah. you see these weird like flashes of well and and so when when i think about those things i mean number one because it's in eastern europe it feels like it gives it more credibility but when you start to think of like uh the black forest you think of all these heavily wooded areas um, it starts to lend a little bit more credibility, and especially when it has like some guy that has multiple videos of sightings, and he's trying to get down to the bottom of it, or or like the one where uh, that guy goes out and he sees something in his yard, you know, and then uh, it messes with his dogs. Mm-hmm. I think that was a Bigfoot video. Yeah, but I think it was. but the point is, is that um, some just you can tell they're trying to get away with something because. They instantly run away and you don't see anything. And while that, I think that's their way of trying to make it feel more real. Um, I, I think there's a certain amount of curiosity that humans have where you would want to linger on a, something and get evidence. But then some of them that linger too long, it's like, yeah, right. Self-preservation should kick in. Should have kicked point. in by now. Yeah. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there so. was a really interesting one on last night. I think it was somewhere in like Arkansas or, or something. It was a possible skunk ape. Oh yeah, and it it was pretty compelling. It yeah. looked pretty damn that real. One looked, and yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It, well, especially if it's like you're videotaping it and the the creature doesn't notice you. Mm-hmm. That's possible. You know, it's not. You know, because I think these creatures would have an awareness way greater than ours so where do you draw the line between you sneaking up on a skunk ape and Mm -hmm. them noticing you're there before you know but that one did feel very real yeah Yeah, what 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 about that do you think made it feel real um the fact well he was he was literally in front of a tree ripping off giant pieces of bark which is not something a human would be able to do right and you could tell it was being ripped apart so it was stuff that was really attached it was really Mm -hmm. stuck on the tree you could tell it was you could hear the sounds of it happening yeah and then um it showed it kind of crouching and then standing up and you could see musculature with it you could see that it was it it's not just felt like an organic creature mm -hmm. not not somebody in a suit yeah well, that's like, um, there's a lot of videos of ghosts where on the one hand, it's like, you'll see a blob or a shadow and 
that's where it's really hard to pick out what's real in ghost videos is that blobs and shadows can easily be um, done in Photoshop mm-hmm. where you just yeah. take a, a, a just a, a random you could just take a color tool and make a little smudge and then blur that smudge and then transpose mm-hmm. that smudge into a living space with pre-recorded video and so that's the thing about it anymore is that with our technologies it's getting harder and harder um to it's just getting there's so many fakes out there that i think what's happening is the real ones are getting lost uh into the mix with all these fake ones the technology thing is what makes it difficult because yes there is better technology for better faking Mm -hmm. but then there's also better technology that can pick up on things that we couldn't pick up on in the past like different yeah like infrared and things that we couldn't in the past so technology could go either way oh yeah no i agree i think in in a lot of ways our recording technologies um have improved and because more people have a very highly sophisticated camera in, in their pocket, pocket. The yeah mm-hmm. so it does yeah. increase the likelihood that things can be real no i agree um but also then we have to think about post-production and mm-hmm. cgi and photoshop and, and all that. that stuff is available it, yeah readily well for anyone and that's why i never say oh that's absolutely real or oh that's absolutely fake w- w- when something feels real to me i will say that is compelling yeah. because it it could have been faked but in the circumstances with what we're given, it didn't feel like it was a setup. Um, what I'm looking at feels and appears real and their reaction feels real to me. And so yeah. the best I can give it is a, that's compelling. And that's the best I can go. I can't say any of them are real or fake for that matter. No, unless a lot it's of them. something that I'm experiencing myself. Mm-hmm. I won't say a hundred percent. Yeah, something absolutely. Something is real, but. Yeah. Well, and that's why um, I tend to give a little bit more credibility to like anything that I start seeing over and over and over again. Um, that's the problem anymore is how much of this is urban legends taking over our online zeitgeist and how much of that is that um, this one is just more real than something else. In other words, the rake these days have been getting tons and tons of, um, you know, attention on YouTube and different places. And so it's starting to seem like maybe the rake could be a real thing, um, but on the other hand, how do we know the difference between what we're seeing? You know, like, are we seeing more of it because it's just be- gaining traction in our pop culture, you know, fascination? Or is it because there actually is a rake out there and we're catching more evidence? Yeah, it's hard it's to tell. hard to say, just, yeah. yeah. Just have to be very skeptical about well, things. And that's why, you know, as a paranormal researcher, um, I don't like to give away all my tricks of the trade, but as a paranormal researcher i feel like i have because i have videography experience i have video editing experience and i have uh some degree of understanding of the difference between what you're seeing is real and fake you know like a lot of cctv footage um the problem with that is is that when it records um once it has used up all of its disk space it will start Mm re-recording on old footage and unfortunately, sometimes I call those fractaling. So I think there's other terms for it, but um, it you don't ever know on a CCTV what you're seeing is real. Like when you see a, you know, because it could have been a man walking two days ago 
And it's mm-hmm. just happening to coexist on that footage because of the way it maybe it didn't entirely erase from the yeah. previous recording. And so you don't always know what's real. But um, I don't know. Every once in a while, something feels real. And it's just like, oh, okay, that's compelling. Mm-hmm. And yeah. unf- I wish we could get... To, you know, to the heart of the matter, but unfortunately, that's all we can really but do. But then that's also the fun of it, not knowing. Because yeah. And if everything we knew cut and dried, this is real, this isn't, then where's the fun in that? Well, so. and that's why I like the the work they do on um, the paranormal caught on camera is that I feel like they're trying to grab videos that have a little bit more authenticity than others. Yeah. Um, and then I like the fact that they have a folklorist on there, uh, that one gal. Mm-hmm. She's uh, and then the 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 other gal, the Filipino gal, talks a lot about Filipino um, lore, mm-hmm. um, and and that's the thing is like where do we separate you know uh, lore and f- legend from reality? Because what if lore is is, is exists because uh, of the fact that they, that people were really seeing these things. Exactly. Um, yeah. You know, because that reminded me of my dentist, uh, not the lady, but the actual dentist, not the lady I got into it with. <laughs> but, Still haven't heard back from. <laughs> no, I haven't, but whatever. Um, maybe they're letting me have a cool off period. But uh, uh, but he he's, um, he's Hawaiian. He's Polynesian. And uh, he was telling me about uh, something that he saw when he was living in Hawaii, and I can't remember the name of it now. I wish I could. Um, but it was, uh, basically, he was talking about um, seeing, like, uh, tribes of these little creatures that, you know, have little torches and stuff. And he he believes when he was a kid, he saw, like, a tribe of these little pygmy people. Mm-hmm. And uh, he thought, you know, he didn't know what he was seeing, but he was fascinated by it. And he thought... It was real, you know, and so when you grow up in a certain culture, um, whether it be Asian or, or, or South, South America or Africa or wherever, um, there's just certain things you grow up with. And so how do you, you know, how do you, you know, separate fact from fiction? It's hard. Yeah, it is. You know, but again, that's the fun of it. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's why we do it because yeah. it's, it's interesting and it's fascinating. And, you know, like, when we talk about the secret of Skinwalker Ranch, I mean, we talk about portals. We talk about wormholes, portals. We talk about uh, alternate dimensions. We talk about the ethereal plane and what would be called the ghost universe or the ghost plane, the ethereal plane or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we talk about uh, sh- bright, shiny lights. We talk about cryptids and Bigfoot because UFOs and UFOs and aliens. Yeah, it pretty much has it all. And that's why we are fascinated by it uh, because it pretty much is a hodgepodge of everything. But um, what, you know, what are your thoughts? I mean, because obviously um, to the uninitiated and to skeptics, they, 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 they think this is the biggest Mm -hmm. load of bullshit ever. So how, how can we um, sort of, as someone who be- tries to believe in some of this and to be open-minded, how, how can we sort of defend this hotbed of activity in this one singular yeah. place? And that's the thing. You just have to take every little piece of, of footage or information on a case-by-case basis. But, yeah, that's the thing. Like, part, part of me is, like, there's so much going on there that there's no way that that could be happening. But then again, why, 
why would someone say all that's happening? Because it seems so far fetched that mm. it would not even it. It almost seems like something you wouldn't make up because it's so out there, right? Especially if you're trying to convince people that it's real, and especially, so especially, and especially when there's like deaths of cows, that mm-hmm. feels compelling to me because <clears throat> you know how illegal it would be to kill and murder a cow for entertainment purposes on a TV show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be highly, highly illegal and highly, highly immoral. And so I tend to believe that what they're showing us is, at least in most in part, real. Now maybe they, you know, I think they fake conversations. Oh yeah, for the, for the purposes of narration, conversations for that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah but but the the phenomena itself to me feels real, and and I I don't say that just because I want to believe. I, I it, maybe it's because I don't want to believe. I mean, you know, we live in a world now where people will openly lie to us. Um, without any remorse, you know, it's like, why do you think I, you know, try to challenge Fox News? You know, it's not because I'm anti-conservative. It's because I'm anti-bullshit and lies. Mm -hmm. When you feed people all this propaganda, when you get people all riled up, especially if it's not entirely founded in fact, um, it what it does is it radicalizes people. And so the same thing can occur here, where if you believe in the paranormal, uh, you know, maybe you grew up around it. Maybe you saw something. It, when you see something yourself and it makes you a believer, and then you hear skeptics tearing your belief systems down, that could be religious, that could be spiritual, that could be uh, your paranormal beliefs, and or whatever. It could be your political beliefs. But the point is, is that any deeply held belief, when challenged, um, it's upsetting to mm-hmm. people. And I get yeah. that, you know, and that's why... I try to be open-minded in the sense that I don't want to tear down people for their beliefs, whether they're political, spiritual, whatever. I just happen to have my own. And so at the end of the day, what I'm trying to get down to is, you know, separating fact from fiction and, and trying to do so in a way where you're not upsetting folks. Because I believe, yeah, like if you grew up in the Philippines and you believe in these creatures, um, Maybe they've seen something I haven't. And so on the one hand, I try to give people credit where credit is due. But then sometimes I see videos. I'm like, eh, I don't know. You know, so I, it's mm-hmm. it's I'm never fully a believer and I'm never fully a disbeliever. I'm kind of somewhere. in. yeah, that's why I say I'm a soft Let's believer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> you know, yeah. But um, but that's the thing about like Secret of Skinwalker Ranch is um, like I said, if they were lying, they would have to be bald-faced lying, like lying their fool heads off. And I just, I don't want to believe that we live in a world where people would just out and out lie to us that way. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Well, Although it happens in politics. Oh, it happens all the time. And that's the thing. And you think like, oh, the reaction's so real. Well, people are, can be really good actors. So Yeah. But when it comes <clears> to that, the fact that there was stuff that was, that the government has information that they mm-hmm. won't release. Yeah. So that's. And the information could be that there's nothing. They're just withholding it because it's government information and they can. Yeah. Or it could be that there's a whole bunch of shit that they don't want people to know about. Right. Well, and that's why, you know, on this show, like I said, I don't give full credit to every single creature and do an entire show on it. Um, I would like to, you know, but I, I don't. I, it'd be like a five minute show because it's like, hey, we're going to talk about the Fresno uh, Nightcrawler. That's a weird video, huh? 
Remember, yeah. Remember that video. Remember that. That was that's, awesome. That's another one that's on my cross stitch, by the way. Is it? But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and you know, but you know, but that's what I mean. Is like that's why I just want to kind of talk about cryptos as a whole because um, I want to separate fact from fiction, myth and lore. Um, I do believe that some lore has some uh, staple in reality, whereas others might not. And so when it comes to Bigfoot, um, it's a deeply held belief by the native american people that it's a real creature in fact when you look at all of the creatures that they have symbols for uh bigfoot is one of them and that signals to me that they don't separate bigfoot from the eagle or it's any other right real animal all the other right. animals yeah yeah and then whereas um but then you know you know like i don't necessarily believe in loch ness but then when i watch that video uh, from Sweden of that uh, sea serpent type creature, it was very compelling to me. And then mm-hmm. remember, we had all those uh, older folks were talking about it at length, and they even had yeah. a little society of yeah. believers. And so, like, I guess what I'm saying is, is like, you know, I want to be a believer and I want to believe. Um, and then there's just some people who have seen certain things we haven't, and. Can you imagine, though, being somebody... I mean, like me, I saw a UFO when I was 19, 18, something like that. And mm-hmm. to this day, my friends don't believe me. They think I'm crazy, you know? Yeah. Um, well, so- that's the thing, and I think we've talked about it before, that we've heard on... Like, I think it was Les Stroud that said it. So, you either... Like, your uncle says he saw, saw something. He either did, or you're calling your uncle a liar. Right. And that's kind yeah. of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's what I mean about um, the threshold of evidence is actually the bar is quite low because um, either there's something there or there's nothing there. When it comes to ghosts, for example, either when you have a room and you have a video camera in a room and nobody else is in there and no windows are open and no air conditioning is on and something happens that goes against what you would consider natural reality, then the bar is actually quite low. Either something is manipulating something that's above our understanding or there's not. And mm-hmm. so I actually believe that the bar of belief for ghosts is rather low because either something's interacting with us occasionally or it is not. And so that's mm-hmm. why I'm a believer in ghosts because I do believe the bar is excruciatingly yeah. low, Yeah, you know, but, but then with cryptids, it's a little higher. Um, I, that's why, you know, I do believe in Bigfoot and, and probably because I, I don't, not because it's because it's not because it became so popular in pop culture. I, I, that actually for me tends to make me believe less when it gets too popular because it starts to get, um, commercialized. Um, and while there is, um, you know, we, we talked on our big ass Bigfoot episode. Uh, we talked about uh, it becoming an industry unto itself and a money making industry um, that can create a little bit of a hoopla, if you will, and, and, and make it feel less real because, you know, it's just, you know, because we're fascinated by it and it becomes kind of a, a fictitious creature that we all grow, become infatuated with. But at the end of the day, that doesn't really increase my belief. It actually decreases my belief. And so what I'm trying to understand is what, where is that basis of reality coming from? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's why, again, you just take everything on a case by case basis and don't lump everything in, in together into one thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So there's my cat. 
scratching in the cat <laughs> she's box. Trying to dig through. She's digging to <laughs> she's China. Trying to, she's trying to escape. <laughs> yeah, get me out of here. Um, anyways, yeah, it's just fascinating. It's fascinating. Um, uh, trying to think, cat. She's just totally trying to ruin my show. <laughs> this is a real, you know, that's the thing, you guys. Is sometimes, you know, we're we're always trying to improve audio quality. We're always trying to improve this show. Um, but I don't edit out coughs. I don't edit out grunts. I don't edit out cat scratches because that's just real life. And, you know, I, I think people appreciate that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm trying to think about, like, um, uh, myths and legends, you know, because a lot of myths and legends come from what is we know as the old country, you know, and for us white folk, uh, the old country is more than likely Russia or Europe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I start to think about uh, werewolves and vampires and Transylvania and all that good stuff. And, uh, you know, of course, vampires. I don't believe in vampires as a real thing. Um, I don't really believe in werewolves as a real thing. Um, so, you know, but the thing is, is like, they're so popular in our culture. And I know that all came from really ancient Eastern European, uh, folklore. And so what do you, why do you think those ones took off and the other ones didn't? Or do you feel like there's some merit to that? What do you think the difference is? Um, well, like Dracula, it, Ultimately, its basis was in Vlad, Vlad the Impaler, right? So it he didn't, you know, he wasn't a vampire in the in the cinematic sense that he bites he wasn't people a, and drains. He wasn't a blood and, sucker, and, right? Yeah, he wasn't immortal. He, yeah, but he did. I think he did drink blood. Yeah, I think. Well, he was a cannibal so, and he so drank blood. Just, it, yeah. it just embellishes on the actual hmm. thing that happened. Just like there's another one, um, Elizabeth Bathory, I believe. Um, Bailey Bailey Syrian did an episode on her. She was the countess that would mm. that would have people killed, and then she would bathe in their blood oh, and drink right, their blood. Right. So it just kind of takes those type of real life things and just expounds on it and just makes it yeah something more fun. And then it just kind of took off and just became these these lures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's fascinating because. You know, but it's 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 frustrating for a skeptic like myself because a lot of people think that I'm not a skeptic because I run a paranormal podcast and I claim to be an empath, and they think that's all a bunch of fantasy. Well, that's why the last episode was about the science of being an empath because I want people to understand that there's there's real reasons why some people are just a little bit more energetically sensitive than others. But but as far as like cryptids, you know, I try to look at them as zoological creatures that could have evolved and could have somehow uh, just continued to live without being detected. Because, I mean, honestly, when you think about, like, um, for example, uh, the silverback gorilla wasn't discovered. They thought it was a myth until, uh, I think, the 40s or 50s. Yeah. Um, They started seeing these, you know, they had definitive proof, and it was like, oh, gorillas exist. And so mm-hmm. we take it for granted now that gorillas exist. But in those days, uh, it was, yeah, it was a myth. Yeah, you know? it was. And so I do want, you know, at the end of the day, you know, to try to be a soft believer in all of these things. Um, but some of them are just a little too ridiculous for words. And that's why I, I don't believe in werewolves. I don't, you know, because I don't believe in shape-shifting 
I don't believe that a per, that's like skinwalkers and people shape shifting. I don't necessarily believe that. The only way for me to believe that would to believe that skinwalkers are either interdimensional travelers or, or they're, um, you know, some kind of, uh, advanced alien species that's here trying to avoid detection. You know, like you hear about reptilians that hide themselves <laughs> yeah. as humans and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't believe in all of that, but, um, at the end of the day, what I think it boils, you know, because I love, I love exploring ancient lore and legends. Um, I, I do think a vast many of them are probably not real. Um, but at the end of the day, um, you know, and, you know, the zeitgeist, the, the online urban legends of, uh, uh, Siren Head and, uh, you know, why do I have a trouble saying that other Slender one? Slenderman. Slenderman, <laughs> which is the more popular one. Right. Um, yeah, I don't believe those th- things either. Um, but I do, uh, I, I do believe that there is something to some of them, especially Bigfoot. Uh, I'm uh, kind of leaning towards maybe with the rake. Mm-hmm. And I'm leaning uh, into possibilities of definitely portals being real, um, because we, you know, we're starting to do our research about ley lines and how there's yeah. a correlation between um, other paranormal activity, and and that was why, like last season, I was going to try to uh, get a hold of that guy who made that documentary in Eugene because it's only 45 minutes from here. Um, but I can't find the guy. I don't know if he moved or what the deal yeah. is. And so, unfortunately, that was a dead end. And I wanted him to be on the mm-hmm. show, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'll keep looking because you never know. Um, but I, I couldn't find any contacts on the guy. And so, at the end of the day, um, are these people just, you know, because like I said, if you if if you were grew up around something, you know, you might believe it because it's ancient lore but you also might believe it because you've seen it and so i am trying to believe what they're telling me is real um but i do believe there's something to portals but i believe that has to be i don't believe that's like a supernatural thing as much as i kind of believe that to be um where the forces of physics seem to bend time and space uh to allow perhaps um things to come in and out of for some reason. I don't know how or yeah, why that no, is. No, we just, there's so much we don't understand yeah. about that kind of stuff anyway. So that's, that's why I'm open to it. Well, and it seems like, you know, cause it's weird. If you really, really stop to think about life and what we are, we are basically hairless mammals that grew into highly sophisticated, highly technological beings uh, that can reco- have all this, recording devices and all these technologies but but yet we're still animals essentially um and we're the only populated planet that we know of for a fact and so we're alone in this universe and so not only are we trying to understand our creator but we're also trying to understand if we're being visited and because we're just advanced enough to be um dangerous but not so advanced to really make any headway in terms of <laughs> space travel. Um, yeah. It puts us in this really tenuous position that we're, we're advanced, but we're still quite, you know, it's in its infancy. We're actually mm-hmm. quite uh, diminutive, diminutive when it comes to our understanding of things. And, and that's why, um, like when you get into like uh, UFOs and uh, project blue book 
it does lend some credibility when you have airline pilots talking about uh, these uh, UFOs and, and especially now with the, the naval pilots with mm-hmm. the Tic Tac. Um, I yeah. do believe that those things are real. Um, I don't know whether or not that is uh, actually uh, from another planet or not, but if it, what's more scary though, think about it, that they're <laughs> from another planet or it's from our planet and and somebody's creating this stuff on Earth. We have that What's technology scarier? that we that the general yeah. public doesn't know about, and what could the government be doing, or well, what could they do? What or- if it was? What if it was one of our um, our our? You know, what if it was a, a hostile country that had this technology yeah. that we don't yet have, and they're coming in and using it to surveil us? And so that's why it's so fascinating to me because on the one hand. Um, I want to get down to the truth. And on the, the other hand, uh, it's hard to gain any headway. And I don't know which of those two scenarios is scarier. They're both yeah, right. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think fellow humans mm-hmm. having that technology from a different country is scarier. For honestly. some reason it is. Yeah. Because, because they would have had to reverse engineer either alien yeah. technology or, or they have to have some kind of relationship with aliens or they've, somehow jumped the um the shark if you will in terms of what we know what we have available uh, in terms of technology because it would have to have anti-gravity it would have to you know literally um break the rules of physics in order to work as we know them as we know them right right and so yeah it's all it's all too crazy man it is but something just popped into my head that um we need to get our tickets at some point, but the Oregon Bigfoot Festival oh, in yeah. July. Let's do but, it. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, it's not just Bigfoot. I looked into it a little bit more, and it's all mm. paranormal stuff. Like, Jason yeah. Hawes is going to be there. So, it's, right. it's ghosts, it's cryptids, it's mm-hmm. UFOs, it's paranormal. What's it like, called again? The Oregon Bigfoot Festival. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're so there, dude. We are, you know we're going. We, well, yes. I might even be able to get press passes. So Possibly. But, yeah. no matter what, we'll have a show about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I'll get some video. Well, yeah, because that's why I want to start doing YouTube because I want to start video videotaping some stuff and mm-hmm. putting up, you know, videos that I think are compelling, um, getting people a chance to see us so that they can feel like they know us better. Because I think a lot of times people hear us um, and they're, they're, they want to know who they're watching. Who are these people? You know, so I want to be able yeah. to show people, Hey, this is who we are. And we're, we are who we say we are, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that would be fascinating. Absolutely. Especially, you yeah. know, cause we've met Grant Wilson, we've met Aaron Goodwin, but I haven't met Jason Hawes and mm-hmm. some of the others. Is there anybody else there? That there is nobody remember? else that I recognize, but yeah. there were quite a few names of people that are going to be speaking. And, and we should and look into things. Paracon as well, mm-hmm. because I, it seems yeah. like most of that stuff happens back East and that's why yeah. we don't go, but we should look but into that because yeah, this yeah. one's up near Portland. So, right. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's the thing is like, um, you know, like sometimes I get so frustrated because here I am, an up-and-comer, and I see people like Amy Bruni, uh, who can write books and do all these things in the paranormal field and have all this credibility, but they get to make all this money off of it. And here I am, like I said, I don't, I haven't earned one red cent off of any of this stuff yet, and, and I'm not trying to take advantage of anyone. I'm simply trying to get to the truth, um, but I want to become a credible figure in the field 
so that uh yeah so that i can do this instead of have to go work at target for one <laughs> you know yeah well i'm getting too old for those kinds of jobs mm-hmm. and for two um i don't feel like our um society i don't believe that our society is advancing enough uh to create good jobs uh for people anymore and so when i talk about progress and i talk about uh fighting systemic oppression and regression uh oftentimes that does end up going head to head with corporate america and jobs and uh unfortunately i just don't feel very positive right now that human beings um are advancing to where i'd like them to advance so in other words some celebrities there we're just we give them free reign to make all the money in the world zach bagans is a multimillionaire, and really though what has he ex- exactly done really yeah just brought attention he, right to the field. and i'm okay and, with and that and i like the guy but right time you know. right place for people I That's think you're right. Well, and of I'm sure it has so. nothing to do with the fact that he's attractive. I have, I'm sure it has nothing <laughs> to do with the fact that he's muscular. I'm sure, I'm sure that's all happenstance, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's what I'm saying. But, like, I'm a runner. I'm, attra- I'm attractive. Maybe that's what I got to do. Maybe you guys need to see how fucking awesome I am. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's the thing. Like, that's what I was saying on the last episode with my friend uh, attacking my writing as being uh, somehow uh, narcissistic or self-indulgent is that I don't have an ego. That's why you don't see me doing a lot of videos of myself. I like the way I look. I Sometimes I can look darn sexy, but I just don't. I'm not that guy. Like, remember, like I told you, like, back in the day... Um, when girls would be like, ooh, he's cute. You know, I just got out of the army and I was all muscular and like guys, girls were, guys. <laughs> guys no, well, maybe. some guys were trying to too, but you know, not to discount them. Um, but girls would try to get, you know, like get to know me and I'm like, um, you're not going to like me. And they're like, why? I'm like, because I'm a giant dork, you know, like, like, and then yes, they, they learned that that's true. And so like, my point is, is that there just seems to be some people that are um, like Zach Bagans, for example, who, um, uh, they're not nerdy. They're not dorky. Um, they're just sexy and attractive enough to gain a, a popular following and just credible enough to, um, to have people follow along for the substance. And it's like, you know, I don't know. Just as a part of me, like I said, like with Joe Rogan or somebody, like, why is it that we allow some people to become ridiculously worshipped and famous while people like myself who... I work out, I run, I look, I can look sexy. And maybe, in other words, maybe that's what I should be doing. Maybe I need to go the Nick Groff route, you know, <laughs> trying to be, hey, look at me, you know. Maybe. Maybe I, I got to go the hey, look at me route, you know. <laughs> but I just don't have the ego. I'm just not built yeah. that way, you know. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, so getting back on topic, um, we're almost through here. I didn't want this to go too, too long. Um, but just getting back to it. Yeah. That's why, that's why we talk about these things because they're fun. Uh, they're festive, they're mysterious and, you know, human beings like a good mystery. That's why we like true crime, you know? Um, and we have what's called a morbid fascination, a morbid fascination with the macabre. And, um, and it, it's, it just checks all those boxes, you know? Um, but at the end of the day, let's just, um, kind of, uh, Talk about uh, separating fact from fiction when it comes to lore. Um, you know, like like I said, um, I'm I'm I respect other cultures. I always have. I 
I'm the kind of person that believes that multiculturalism is a good thing. That's why I really get down on our politics, trying to, you know, segregate us. And, you know, white, you see a lot of white entitlement. You see a lot of white privilege. You see a lot of white grievance. It's like, oh, wah, you know, like, because I'm white. And while I do believe that white people have it just as hard sometimes in some settings as people of color, um, I, I just find their crybaby bullshit just like too much, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't even want to get started. On yeah, that yeah. You know, that's... but, but, you know, I, but like, I'm trying to uh, understand uh, fact from fiction with all this stuff. Uh, help me out, man. <laughs> I'm running out of shit to say. Well, we might just have to have a less than two hour episode this time. Well, but. yeah, yeah, I know. Well, yeah, we're going. We're at no, about an I hour. just I like the I love the multiculturalism of all this stuff and and separating the fact from the fiction. And like you said, like sometimes these things, these stories are created like to scare kids to keep them out of the woods or to keep them right, from doing this. But then right. sometimes it's Hansel based on something that they saw in the woods. Like, right. it's, well, that's, and you don't know. And that's the fun of it, too, is that you don't know. So you just kind of, you keep your eyes open, you keep your ears open, you keep looking, you keep yeah. paying attention. and Yeah, yeah, exactly. So well, and that's why I give some credibility to Skinwalker Ranch, because like I said, I mean, you're talking about, they would have had to murder cows, and there's just no way I believe that they would have done that just for entertainment purposes. I No way, no way. I, I know people would, would lie. I know people will hoax. I know there's hoaxers out there. Um, but I don't believe anybody would do something that depraved, especially because of the litigious society we live in. You could get your ass sued for something like that. And so I believe, yeah. I'm trying to believe what they're telling me is accurate, you know. Um, and, you know, and that's the thing at the end of the day, why I keep my mind open to all this is that Project Blue Book, Foo Fighters, the thing, the phenomenon, not the band. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I love them too. <laughs> Dave Grohl's the shit. I love him, but um, but Foo Fighters, uh, that the whole phenomenon kind of really started with New, uh, New Mexico in 1948, uh, Roswell, um, and then um, you know Wright Patterson, uh, and then when Pro- Project Blue Book kind of uh, was declassified. It gave a lot of legitimacy to some very crazy concepts, and um, and Nick Pope in right. in Europe, who was really high up in the he was the military. yeah he was the uh, prime minister or something 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 like Not, that yeah I don't he wasn't the prime he minister was. he was prime minister of, of something, something. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well that's why I follow some of these guys because Nick Pope is one of those guys that has that. Um, inside information and why i um lately most recently uh that guy who uh we see on the ufo shows all the time the one that's always wearing the army hats and stuff can't Can't remember his name but he's like that kind of burly dude Mm -hmm. and he always looks like an army dude yeah and he wears his hat exactly like i wear my hats because i'm an army dude (laughs) (laughs) um he reminds me of me uh a little bit uh yeah yeah at the end of the day yeah i mean that's what i would uh, say you guys is if you're trying to separate fact from fiction um try to look at the people with inside information look at the uh, alien and ufo videos that are declassified look into project blue book with a fine tooth comb try to decide what you're seeing there ha- has 
uh, backed evidence. And that's why, like, when you see testimonials from Navy people, uh, pilots, etc., uh, that gives it a lot more credibility, and that's why I do believe that we have been contacted by alien life. Uh, to what extent, I don't know, um, but that's there's got to be why, something. Yeah, and I just, I, that's what I do love about these times is, like, we do have Discovery Plus. Just watch anything and everything and just yeah. get all this information. And, like, every time we watch a show, it's like we'll get some little tidbit that we didn't know about or we hadn't heard about. or Yeah, well, and, and while a lot of that uh, tends to repeat itself, um, because I think now it's becoming almost more about the personalities than the actual evidence. So it's all about Jason Hawes. It's all about the, you know, and I like some of these personalities. Don't get me wrong. In fact, I've talked to Dustin Perry several times in person uh, through social social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've made contact with a lot of them. And a lot of them are not so famous that they're unapproachable, but they're just famous enough where you could still talk to them. Um, and so, yeah. Um, but I guess I'm just, I want to, I want people to um, stop uh, the, because the, we're never going to stop that paranormal fascination and so we have to get used to it, but it has become oversaturated. Um, and so, yes, you can watch these shows and every once in a while. Yeah, you're right. You, it's, it's kind of cumulative in that you'll see a phenomenon happen on this show. You'll see a phenomenon happen on that show. And over time, you begin to start to see patterns and that's mm-hmm. where it starts to sort of lend credibility to a certain phenomenon and where you can sort of dismiss other phenomenon based on the fact that there's, n- there's no, corroborating evidence and so what i would say is is look to the inside info people um that and that includes some of the you know tv celebrities you know because they're doing ghost hunts and stuff you can find some good evidence because i don't want to believe that they're hoaxing i think a lot Mm -hmm. of the skeptics believe that they're completely hoaxing but think about it i mean think of the think of the the litigious society we live in if they were hoaxing i mean wouldn't they be getting their ass sued off by now you think and that's basically calling every single person a liar. A liar, right. And I I just don't mm-hmm. believe that they're all lying to us. No. You know? No, I don't and, either. And a lot of them are just really good people. Um, I, I really like uh, Chip Coffee. Um, I like Jason Hawes, although I disagree with him that orbs are real. I do believe orbs are real. I believe it's one of the five to seven. And I always say five to seven. I think it's one of the five to seven... Um, uh, manifestations of a spirit that they can show themselves in various stages of form based on how much they're ex- giving off energy. Um, and so I disagree with him on that, but you know, uh, in other areas, I do believe that at least he's trying to be a contributor to the field and he's seen things that a lot of us regular folks haven't. And so the more you go to ghost hunts, the more credibility you're going to gain because um, because you start to learn fact from fiction. And so I like people like the ghost hunters because they were trying to keep it grounded and real. Um, and then over time, it kind of became kind of its own uh, zeitgeist of popularity. But And I think that can take away uh, the groundedness over time. But at least in the beginning, that's where I first, you know, I wouldn't say that's where I first got into the paranormal. Where I first got into the paranormal was like Ghostbusters and Poltergeist. Unsolved Mysteries. Unsolved Mysteries, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's probably Mm -hmm. where I've, at least consciously, 
first started hearing about things because they had yeah. all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and they, had, they had true crime, they had right. ghosts, they had UFOs, everything we like. Was, yeah. yeah, and that I think that's probably what started my real fascination with it. Yeah, and then a lot of people like it upsets me when people call Ed and Lorraine Warren hoaxers um, because I think they were genuinely good people, and um, I don't necessarily share their uh, religious beliefs. Um, but the fact that they come from a place of uh, Christianity uh, and, and these de- demonic possessions, I believe, because I don't believe uh, demons are b- biblical figures. I believe that, but I do believe biblical uh, practices can help in a case of demonic possession in terms of energy is intention. And so if a priest comes in with their intention to um, sort of, uh, you know, rid a place of this, of energy i do believe that that intention can be good even if it is grounded in something that i don't necessarily yeah. believe mm-hmm. yeah. and that's why i also give full credit to uh native american shamans i give full credit to yeah. psychics and mediums um and that being said you know because as an empath it's like being a psychic light is that i don't get premonitions um but i do f- sense energy and I can sense energy in terms of emotion, and I can sense uh, ghosts and things like that, um, residual energies. I can sense uh, ugly energy, uh, positive energy sometimes even. Um, so, so it's kind of like being a psychic, but not quite as much. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't speak to the dead often because I don't live somewhere where I did. But if I live somewhere where there was, I would imagine I would be a little bit of a ghost magnet um, because i am at least somewhat attuned to that and it depends on how much you nurture it too yeah who knows how much you could if you concentrated on it and were in a different area well i think the reason why i don't is because um i've i've dabbled with uh ouija boards in the past i've dabbled in um wiccan in the past um i've dabbled in you know all the silly things that kids do um, and I gen- gen- genuinely believe that when you um, dabble with Ouija boards, um, bad shit happens. I mean, you know, Captain Howdy is <laughs> starts off all innocent, but after a while, it can mm-hmm. it can go very dangerous. Yeah. And uh, and that's what's weird about it is like, um, yeah, I don't exactly understand it, but I do believe that there's an ethereal plane. And that we can make contact with that ethereal plane and that our intention when, you know, that's why I don't, I dabble with this stuff, but I don't go into ceremonies. Uh, I don't go into, you know, paranormal seances. Mm-hmm. I don't play with Ouija boards. And the reason that is, is because as a highly sensitive person, I have a feeling if I opened that gateway, I wouldn't be able to close it. And then I'd be kind of stuck, yeah. you yeah. know, because then you've heard of like Aaron Goodwin, a lot of these ghost hunters. Um, have had uh, spirits follow them back home. Uh, Aaron Goodwin went into the uh, a, a period of darkness where he believed that there was a dark force um, fucking up his life. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. I, you know, I know that the, all those things sound very, um, you know, hard to believe sometimes. But at the end of the day, you know, um, if there are forces in this world that uh, we can conjure. Um, I'd rather just not, <laughs> you know, yeah. because as mm-hmm. fascinating as it is, um, you know, yes, I want proof, but I don't want proof at the cost of screwing up my own life yeah. and screw and, and playing with forces that we don't really understand. And that's why 
like with Wicca, you have to really know what you're doing to start casting spells or voodoo. You really have to know what you're doing because if you don't, you're, you're playing with forces you don't really understand. And while a lot of that may or may not be pseudoscience, like with healing and crystals, I don't know. I don't know. But I do believe energy is intention. And that's why I keep an open mind because at the, at the end of the day, we're trying to figure out what the truth is. We're not trying to simply believe it because we want to, although it is fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So open mind. Yeah. Keep an open mind. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I think we're going to stop right there. I think that's plenty. Um, so what I would say, you guys, is when you're viewing YouTube videos, uh, when you're looking at TV shows, um, try to look for patterns. Try to continue to look for phenomenon patterns. Like, oh, I keep seeing, you know, these EVPs say this. Or, oh, every time I keep seeing, you know, oh, balls rolling. That seems to be a common phenomenon with child spirits. And and so after a while, you start to see the credibility there. Um, where you can start dispensing with some things that perhaps aren't as real, like Slender Man or uh, Siren Head or things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, because, yeah, at the end of the day, um, all these things, um, you know, there's a there's a... A common thing where a poltergeist could be a noisy spirit, but it could also be the manifestation of angsty energy, usually from a female uh, host, like a teenage girl or a, or, or a woman. Uh, and that can turn into sort of like a sentient ball of negative energy. Um, and we've seen episodes like on uh, uh, Grant Wilson's Ghost Hunters, where they uh, a woman uh, entered into their... Uh, they had a ghost haunting. Uh, they came in and they weren't finding anything. And then they finally invited her into the house and then things started happening. And so they believed that she was being the one responsible for this phenomenon. And so that does lend credibility to the fact that perhaps uh, energy is an in- intention in the sense that we can manifest things if we have enough s- strong enough uh, energy uh, and that may lend credibility to the fact that collectively, the more we believe something collectively, the more we can make it real. I'm just not quite there yet, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, but it's, it's something. <clears throat> but to consider but it's fascinating. And, and, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Anyways, yeah. Whatever you guys believe, um, come on over to our Instagram. Uh, we're always over there uh, talking with folks. Uh, we love we love to continue the conversation about ghosts, about the paranormal, about empath stuff. Um, We're also very mission-oriented about talking about, you know, just getting our our society right. You know, this pandemic, man, it it really did teach us uh, that a lot of these companies could do better. And um, we're not trying to be haters. Uh, What we're trying to do is, is, you know, like the old Alice in Chains song, uh, chase misprinted lies. You know, what we're trying to do is separate fact from fiction. And that could be spiritual, that could be political, and that could be socioeconomics, you know, because I am so tired of living in a world that doesn't feel like there was upward mobility like there used to be. And I'm tired of seeing celebrity culture be handed everything where, you know, like we're talking about people collectively believe all that all these people deserve all this all these riches and all this fame, but what have they really contributed to the field? I just don't see it. Yeah. And that's not to put, to put them down. I just, 
you know, if they write a book, like Amy Bruni just wrote a book, and I'm fine with that. I, I'm not a hater. But, and I'm sure she's got her own philosophies in there, and I think that does contribute to the field. That's what I want to see, is I want to see people contribute research to the field. I don't want to continue uh, the... Uh, you know, the pop culture phenomenon of me, me, me-ism. I'm so tired of hearing about Joe Rogan or Zach Bagans or people like that. It's like, fuck, you know, they're just people. Like, they they put on their pants just like us. And so that's why I'm doing this, because I feel like if I energetically force the world to pay attention to me, not because I'm important, not because I, of ego, but my spirit wants to soar, my, I'm passionate. I'm passionate to help empaths. I'm passionate to learn more about the paranormal and cryptids. I feel like if, if I just insert myself in there, uh, eventually the world is going to have to relent and let me in, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, because, yeah, think about it. Think about all the jobs that uh, perhaps you were you didn't get because uh, people didn't want you um, because they, they're making money and they're holding a position and they're feeling threatened by you. And so they close their ranks and then you can't get anywhere. And so that's kind of what we're dealing with in our society today is we're dealing with corporations that don't want to pay living wages. We're dealing with uh, social uh, injustice and inequality, uh, racial discrimination, sexist uh, discrimination. But also we want to believe that these companies and corporations and, and just jobs in general, that there's upward mobility. For regular people, that it's not based on how attractive you are, it's based on merit. And that's what we believe in. And that's why I try to deserve to be here, to put in the hard work, you know? Yeah. You know, so yeah. And and to speak for the people who don't have a voice. That's what this is all about. All the misfits, all the, you know, all the nerds, all the, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, shy sure. people and introverts you know that's what it's all about so what what's your final thoughts on all of this no ah, you know don't give me that look <laughs> <laughs> you always ask me these giant questions that i really can't answer <laughs> my final thoughts is that it's just it's all fascinating and i just want to keep keep looking into things and keeping yeah. an open mind about things and yeah. learning and that's what it's about and growing. And yeah. That's what it's about. At the end of the day, exploring. Yeah. And, 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 and that's why, you know, occasionally I feel bad when I get a little, you know, you guys, I'm a stand up comedian by trade. I am not, uh, I am, you know, I'm a sensitive, but that doesn't mean that I am always going to come correct. You know, occasionally I get, uh, my spirit wants to speak out. It wants to say what it needs to say. And I'm afraid that I'm going to alienate some folks by doing that. But at the end of the day, I'm hopeful that people see the maturity and the intent behind what I'm saying. It's not about talking or bashing people. It's about trying to create systemic e- equality, uh, whether that be in the paranormal field or whether that be out there in the real world. Uh, I am just so sick and tired of feeling like us regular people don't have a say. You know, and so that's what we're trying to fight is that just because you're not, you know, up here with all this money and all this fame doesn't mean that, you know, you don't have worth, that you aren't contributing in in a certain field. I want to see regular people be able to, I want to see more equality. I'm tired of this haves versus have not society, you know, and that's not to poo poo on celebrities. I think some of them are really nice people, but I want to see. The ranks open in all jobs, all industries to allow 
everyone who has the desire to become successful be allowed to be successful and not be outcast based on the fact that they're not as attractive or based on the fact that they're, you know, they don't have a perfect body or something. God, it's like if Zach Bagans looked like, uh, you know, uh, Jim Norton or something, I don't think he would have been as famous. Yeah, probably not. You know, and that's come on, you guys. Quit, quit letting your loins take over your uh, your your thoughts, man. We, you know, we we this, you know, we we all have a sexuality. We all are attracted to certain people, but at the end of the day, we shouldn't be letting our uh, attractive how we f- feel attractiveness uh, lend itself to the credibility of people. Zach Bagans is a fucking. He's cool. He's all right, but sometimes I'm like. Why is he so damn rich? What the hell? Like, he really did make that channel. Like, he really did, I think, create that whole channel, you know? And it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, and he's like, give me money or else I walk. It's like, oh, shit. And they just start pouring more truckloads of money at him. All because he, you know, because he, I don't know, because he's a ghost guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird to me. And he brought in viewers, so. Yeah. You know, what are you going to do? You know, well, you know, I'm not jealous. I just think, uh, I just think that there's room for all kinds of people. And sometimes I get tired of people who already have built in fame perpetuating their wealth based on that fame. It's like, come on, let some regular folks in. They have really, there's a, there's really good people doing really good work on YouTube, for example, uh, like Mind Seed TV and a bunch of real paranormal uh, groups out there that aren't famous doing really great work and so give these guys a chance you guys don't just you know you're not going to f- learn more from zach Bagans. you're going to learn more from the people out in the trenches doing the real work you know yep for sure so that's all i mean i like zach but you know come on get over yourself yeah, <laughs> anyway so thank you very much for uh joining us on another episode of surviving empathy uh we will be here again next week that's two for this week uh we're gonna um I don't really know where I'm going from here. I've done all the shows that I've had uh, in my in my noggin, so I, I I'm gonna really think about this and see where we're going next. I want to start looking into portals again. I really want to look into uh, really starting to chip away at cryptids and seeing what we can discover in terms of what's real and what's fake. And uh, we're going to go next level next week, you guys. That's what I'm going to be doing this weekend is is really trying to figure out what cryptids are real, what cryptids are fake, and why. And, uh, yeah, just really get to the bottom of things. That's what it's all about. It is. Yep. So and thank- it's fun. It is fun. Absolutely. It's fun to do. So thank you, babe, for uh, joining me. And uh, thank you all for putting up with me and my bullshit, you know, just 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 a person just doing my thing. You know, I, I sincerely uh, am passionate about all of this. I sincerely want to create a better world of, of greater equality. Um, and I want uh, all of the nerds and misfits and shy people and uh, depressives and everybody who's not feeling quite good enough to feel like they've got to say too that they are getting uh, their mental health under control and living a really robust life that's what this show is all about so thank you guys for joining us you can reach us at chef fry comedy and uh that's on instagram and twitter and facebook and you can reach rebecca at spooky nerdy gal spooky nerdy gal (laughs) that's where it's at thank you guys so very much for joining us we will see you next week have a good one you guys bye-bye bye